Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Batman Forever, the arcade game, on the PlayStation. Yeah, how was it? What did you think? It was really interesting. Uh, still processing. Sometimes we get in here and I have an idea, like right off the bat, this is a good game, this is a bad game, and then some of these games we need to come in and talk it through, process it, <laughs> right? and then I kind of make my judgment as we do that. Yeah. And so uh, let's do that. So you don't you don't have any impressions. It's kind of like I don't know what I just experienced. Oh, no, I, do. I have some impressions <laughs> for sure. Like that was one of the most insane video games I've ever played. Um, <laughs> I would and, agree. Yeah, and I'll definitely talk about some of that in, in our uh, look at the good things and the bad things about the game. But uh, yeah, just that's uh, my first takeaway. You just This game drops you into just an absolutely insane world right off the bat. Right. So, for the people who don't know what Batman Forever, the arcade game, is, yeah. what what did we just play? What is it? Okay, so Batman Forever, the arcade game, is a side-scrolling beat-em-up on the PlayStation. It is uh, It uses some, like, photorealistic sprites. <laughs> it, it tries right. to recreate the look of the movie Batman Forever, mm. uh, you know, so it kind of has the characters that look like the characters from the movie. It tries to recreate uh, like the aesthetic of the movie, but it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, Batman game where you play as Batman and Robin, and you go through the general plot of the movie, and you just beat up a whole bunch of bad guys and bosses until the very end when you get to the last fight and you're fighting <laughs> uh, the Riddler and Two-Face. Well, you didn't really get to fight the Riddler. You got to throw a batarang at his tower. Yeah, uh, a little <laughs> anticlimactic. You don't really fight him, but there was plenty of fighting to be had in this game, even yeah. though you don't fight the Riddler, really. For sure. The game came out uh, in late 1996. It was developed by Iguana and published by Acclaim, who also made games like NBA Jam and some of the Turok games. And There's also a Sega Saturn and PC version of this game, in addition to an actual arcade game, which when I was younger, I played this game on Sega Saturn. My uncle rented it, and I didn't know it was, it was actually an arcade game until I started researching this game recently. Yeah, I you know I don't remember ever seeing this in an arcade when I was a kid. Right. Uh, played a lot of arcade games during that time because it just seems like when I was a kid in the 90s, early 2000s, that, that arcade cabinets were everywhere mm. like you'd go into a restaurant there'd be there we'd go to like uh the indoor soccer facility where we have games and they had a huge arcade and yeah you know i just don't remember ever seeing this game somewhere right me either so what do you think that the game did well um okay so i i'd have to give the insanity of the game as a positive because it, it drops us into the first level. There is no opening cutscene. You just get thrown in and instantly you feel like you are in a comic book. Like there's just uh, like random things happening everywhere. Like you're fighting guys and when you when you kill them, like these power up things are shooting out of them and they look like, uh, you know, speech bubbles from like a, a comic book. <laughs> right. And there's just like way too much going on and it's like super overwhelming, but it's also like, 
you know, a lot of games you start and it, it takes a little bit to get going. And yeah. this one, you feel like you get dropped in and it's like mm. instantly something's happening and, and you're just going for it, which is kind of cool for an arcade game. Um, you know, if you were going to play this in an arcade and you dropped in a quarter, you don't want to like wait through a whole bunch of fluff. You want to just start playing. And so as an arcade game, I think that's a positive as a console experience. It, it was, uh, it was different. It was, interesting. <laughs> right. I was like, it threw me for a second, but like it kind of sucked you in right away. It was like, it didn't wait to ramp up. It just like, all right, here we go. It's interesting that you have that on your, your list of positives. Um, <laughs> cause it's just, it's very jarring, especially oh, sure. like we didn't read the, the instruction manual till partway through and like all this stuff is happening. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's the game moves super fast. It's just throwing enemies at you. There's all these stuff popping up every like 20 seconds. A character is like freezing the screen to like grow larger and like make some kind of explosion. And you don't know what it all means or like why it's happening or what's triggering it or anything like that. So the chaos being a positive <laughs> is interesting to me as, as uh, knowing a bit of what to expect <laughs> Coming into this game, I don't feel like the chaos is necessarily something I, <laughs> I would put, I just, it, put as one of the more positive things you about know, this I've, game. I've been playing a lot of beat-em-ups recently because I yeah. got the the Capcom beat-em-up collection on the Switch, and I've just been playing through those. And uh, and so just like the fact that everything was just like absolutely insane right off the bat, it just like made it stand out to me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, you know, you're getting pickups and you have no idea why stuff's happening. And, uh, like you fill up a power meter and then all of a sudden, like your character fills up the whole screen and it's like a super move, but like, doesn't really, <laughs> like we didn't really know what it was doing. And that right. was the thing. Once we stopped and, and pulled out the manual and figured out like, okay, this is what's happening. Uh, you know, it definitely made more sense. It definitely gave us a better purpose, but just like right off the bat getting thrown into this game, I thought that that was like hilarious and it kind of just hooked me. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting beat 'em up for sure. I don't think that as somebody beat 'em ups are are one of my favorite genres, and as somebody who plays a lot of these games, um, I, there's not another game in my collection quite like Batman Forever, the arcade game. No, yeah, it definitely um, stands out. There's something strangely charming to me about the game. Um, just like there's something strangely charming to me about Batman Forever, which I don't think is a good movie, it's, <laughs> but it's a movie that I enjoy nonetheless. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I think, mean, think that's think, pretty accurate about how I feel about Batman the arcade game. <laughs> think about like, uh, I mean, we just went back and watched a few clips of those Batman movies from the 90s mm-hmm. and just how absolutely insane they were. And yeah. it's a lot like, you know, like the insanity of this game where there's just like ridiculous stuff going on. Like comic book movies have come so far mm. since then. Like, you know, if you saw that now, you'd be like, is this like a, is this like a kid's thing? Like, it's just like right. so over the top and ridiculous. And the video game did an incredible job of capturing that wackiness and insanity. And just like, you know, like it, it, it feels like a, a comic book with just like all of the, the craziness and like, everything's over dramatic. Everything is mm. like way too big. Everything is like over the top. And I think that, that, uh, it captures the spirit of those movies and it captures the spirit of like, you know, like old timey comic book 
Yeah, especially like we talked a little bit about the other versions, the Super Nintendo version, the Game Gear game or the Game Gear and the Genesis version. And those are the versions of Batman Forever, the movie that were built on the Mortal Kombat engine. And they're like side scrolling and like weird. It's a completely like, different fighting game. games. Yeah, it, it's, you know, they made if Mortal Kombat 3 was like a game where you traveled around on floors and had gadgets and beat up a bunch of guys. It's just, and those games are all right. I mean, it's been a while since I played them, but like this game is, it feels like the complete opposite of that where you're not moving around slowly fighting guys one-on-one. You're just like, what is happening with everything? Well, I mean, just looking at, like, if you look at that, the other versions of the Batman Forever game, the one that are, like, the the Mortal Kombat engine, if you look at, like, those games take, like, three to four hours to beat, Mm -hmm. and uh, the the version that we played, the arcade version, it looks like most people beat it around an hour. I think it took us about an hour and a half. Like, this is a much more compact, like, like, fast-paced game mm. uh i think than than the other version so. yeah the arcade uh obviously it's batman forever the arcade game and it really does do that arcade thing yeah um where it's like high action and you die a lot and it would suck a lot of money out of you if you actually played it at an arcade oh yeah no if you were playing this in an arcade without infinite lives or whatever like I yeah that that would be that would be hard. You would definitely be dying a lot. I mean, we we lost track of how many times we died because we had infinite lives on, but uh, not necessarily an easy game. No, which no arcade game really wants to be an easy game because they want right. you to die and they want you to put more quarters in. And we should say we used a Game Shark. We played it on an actual PS One Game Shark. To there are there aren't very many like cheats. For this game where you can like enter a code to get unlimited lives, you actually have to hack it with a game shark. So the best way, in my opinion, is to actually play it on an original PS1 so that you can use the game shark to have the infinite continues if you're interested in actually playing the game. Yeah, because you've played this game before and you said you've never been able to finish it right. without the infinite lives, right? Right. Yeah, so we just turned those on right away and mm-hmm. we definitely needed it. Yeah, all the chaos in this game, it's it's really hard to keep track of kind of what's going on. Um, it's it's fun in some ways, all that chaos, but at the same time, it's hard to have like good granular control over your character. Oh, but yeah. I think we'll get to that. Yeah. It's hard to stay alive. <laughs> for sure. Um, for all the interesting joy the chaos brings at times. <laughs> yeah. For me, the second thing that I that stood out as a, a thing that this game does well is that the the graphics are surprisingly all right for a, a 3D game. Like you know, a lot of games in this era, you get the the early 3D graphics and it can be not great. Mm. And I think that since this one, I mean, it's definitely like a mashup of 2D and 3D styles. Yeah. And they used the more photorealistic uh, characters, trying to like use this stuff from the movie and they also used bright colors for the characters yeah. and uh you know like the rest of the you know it's gotham city so a lot of the stuff is dark in the backgrounds and all that but they did a good job of making the enemies and your character stand out and uh i went into this thinking like oh man we've played some some 3d games where the graphics are not great we actually played some earlier today where it was difficult to like distinguish your character from the background and and the enemies and all that but this game, they actually did a, a good job of it and using the photorealistic graphics to call back to the movie. 
it kind of just, uh, you know, it ties in really well. It, it was a movie based on, or sorry, it was a game <laughs> based on the movie. You know, movies based on games are usually pretty bad. And actually a lot of games based on movies don't always turn out great either. But this one did a good job of connecting into the movie and uh, also just the graphics. Uh, they were good. Pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, the game is predominantly 2D, and I think that served it, especially playing this game today. Um, there were a few things that it kind of did in 3D. Like there's a boss that was kind of a 3D model that was a bat. But even that stuff, while it didn't quite blend 100% together, I don't think the 3D stuff that the game does do actually looks bad even on a, like a PS1 today. I think it looks fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I so. actually have written down that the graphics are surprisingly all right. <laughs> and uh, I feel like for for an N64 game or a PlayStation 1 game or like an early era game like that, if the graphics are like still tolerable today, then like that's a plus. Yeah. Because so many of them are not. For sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, the other game that we were playing today, just it doesn't, we were like looking at it going like, oh my Lord, this does not look good. And then this one was like, oh, we can see what's going on. It's not like a complete mess. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. <laughs> nice change of pace. And for me, the, the last thing that I have written down that this game did well was uh, for all of the chaos of the game, the controls are actually pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, I A lot of times in beat-em-ups, if there's a lot of like combos, that can just mess with me because... I'm not great at memorizing combos, not great at executing combos. And this game has exactly one combo. (laughs) Uh, Batman gets a combo and Robin gets a slightly different combo. And uh, yeah, that was great. You got a punch, you got a kick, you got a jump. And then, you know, you got like a couple different variations of each one of those. And they keep it real straightforward because there's Mm -hmm. so much chaos going on that, uh, you know, they kept the controls nice and clean and simple and that was a big plus for the game. Yeah, I think I, I tend to agree. Um, the game is is cha- so chaotic, though, that I don't know that it could have more than a very simple control scheme. No, but they could have pushed it, and they could have tried to put something more complicated in, which yeah. would have just really bogged it down with everything else that was already so mm-hmm. complex. They didn't need to do that, and they stayed away from it, and then that that's why I think it was a good thing. Yeah, you're getting, like, pickups, like, batarangs and grappling hooks things smoke bombs all the you're getting a lot of different projectiles and those are just when you pick them up they're mapped to punch so if you don't want to use your projectiles you can kick instead but most of the time the levels are fairly short for the most part except at the very last level um (laughs) but yeah the simplicity of the controls i think is is just due to the chaos of the game with all the things that the game is doing i don't know that it a complicated control scheme could have even remotely worked. Yeah. And if you want to get an idea, yeah, I agree. If you want to get an idea of like how chaotic this game is, like go look it up online or check out our, our social media. I'm sure we're going to be posting videos of the gameplay. (laughs) Just, you, you can't really imagine this without seeing it. Uh, I mean, you can imagine if you've seen the movie Batman forever, you kind of have an idea, but just like I'm going to post a a clip of the very first level and you're just going to see like, Oh my goodness, this is what they drop you into. And it's just, it's wild. It's absolutely wild for sure. Is there anything that you thought that the game really did well? That's all I have. I have those three things and that that's what really stood out to me. Did you have anything extra that you really thought did well? 
I don't actually have anything <laughs> that I thought it, it did particularly well. Um, like I said, I think I, I have a weird enjoyment of Batman Forever, and I like that the game, I don't want to say it follows it completely closely, but it's like a broad stroke. The environments kind of match what you see in Batman Forever. Yeah. And I think that that sort of is the last like positive thing that I really felt about Batman Forever, the arcade game. Yeah, they they did a good job of connecting it to the movie and making it feel like it could exist in that universe. Mm-hmm. There's definitely other uh, movie-based games that feel like they need to add a whole bunch of stuff to like flesh out the game, add levels that weren't yeah. part of the movie, add characters or enemies that weren't part of the movie. And this had a little bit of that, but uh, you know, for the most part, they kept it pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, Jordan, what uh, what didn't the game do so well? I, one of my biggest gripes with this, and I know that this is going to set you off, is <laughs> <laughs> Dan. Okay, Dan loves Batman, and I like Batman, but I I don't think he's like the greatest thing ever. And so, in this game, when you fill up your power meter, whether you're Batman or you're Robin, like you do this like power move and like there's like this energy ball and it's like something you know that you would expect like i don't know like iron man or superman or like somebody who's got some sort of like energy powers to do and i don't know that the people who made this game actually realize that batman doesn't have any superpowers robin doesn't like robin is an acrobat and with like a tragic life and batman is a rich guy with a tragic life and they go out at night and they beat people up. They don't actually have superpowers, but the people in this game gave them some sort of superpower and that would be okay. Except for it happens like every 14 seconds you fill up. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Every 14 seconds you fill up your power meter and then your character like fills up the entire screen and it pauses everything else that's going on. And they do this like energy attack and it's like, okay, well, that has nothing to do with Batman or Robin, and it's a little distracting, and uh, Batman doesn't have superpowers, and so that is a negative for me. Wow. I, I really just don't even know what to say right now. Tell me all about Batman's energy-based superpowers, Dan. I don't... That's not the point. I just... It's so funny the way that you just... You... you point out these things, <laughs> get into these things with these old games that we play... That just don't even register in my mind of like... Because you can play a game and separate it like all you... You can play a game and it's just like punch, kick. Is this fun? I'm killing bad guys. I like actually want to be immersed in the game (laughs) and I'm trying to be immersed in a Batman game who, you know, he's the world's greatest detective and he's like a ninja and... All of a sudden, like he's doing, like he's floating and he's like, he's doing like a spirit bomb from Dragon Ball Z. And it's oh, like, where man. did this come from? It's taken me out of the the world of Batman. This doesn't feel like Batman. And that is a negative to me because if I'm playing a Batman game, I want it to be Batman. I don't want it to be Goku, you know? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just, it's a video game. It is a video game, but I want it to be a faithful adaptation of the source material. Well, that wouldn't come for another like thirteen years. <laughs> yeah, no, you're. I mean, like, this isn't Batman Begins. It's based on Batman Forever, which is inherently silly. Yeah. Uh, but even in 
Batman Forever, you know, he is not like charging his key and unleashing energy attacks. No, I don't even know. You I could really just say, just, you I could just, just say, don't. Jordan, you're so right. He won't say it. <laughs> I it's just, okay. I don't. I... <laughs> we just have different expectations, I guess. We do. And that's, you know, that's, <laughs> I just good. don't care. Like, if we both... it doesn't have to make sense to me. That's fine. And I, I totally, that's fine with me. Just like when we fought Feather like 17 times and yeah. whatever that other Tally, whatever his name was. Oh, man. Yeah. There's, it doesn't have to make sense that they respawn over and over and over again. They just well, that actually makes sense because Batman doesn't kill people. Okay, and that's you know that's fine. He's got a moral code, but what that means is the same bad guys are gonna keep attacking the city over and over and over again because Batman puts them in the least secure prison of all time oh at goodness. Arkham Asylum, and they keep breaking out. And I don't know, is Batman irresponsible? Is the government irresponsible for not stepping in? Like, this, that actually makes sense that the same bad guys keep coming back over and over in this game because that is Batman. He can't ever actually put away his bad guys or do away with them permanently because wow. of his moral code and right. the inefficiency of the Gotham uh, penal system. So, it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, did anything else about the lore of Batman Forever the arcade game uh, get under your skin, Jordan? No, I mean that was the only lore thing. I mean there was no real cutscene, so we couldn't get any. We couldn't get any lore. I mean we had to we had to base it just on the movie, which we did look up. Uh, you know, like a, a supercut of the best scenes from Batman Forever, and I feel like that's all you need. If you you know you don't have to go back and watch the whole movie, you can just get the the five minute recap. Man, I disagree. I mean, I would watch it, but I'm just saying, like, for the purposes of this game, yeah, you want to get in the right headspace, go watch the five-minute supercut, and you're set. <laughs> but no, that's all for lore. I mean, the, the the other thing that I have written down for what's what I thought this game didn't do particularly well is the last level is just, like, it's insane oh, in a different man. way. I don't think this is insane in a good way. It's insane in, like, a what-were-they-thinking way. Yeah. And that's because... We played this game, I think, for about an hour and a half. Yep. And I'm not kidding. The last 25 minutes is is the last level. It's right. the last boss fight where literally every single character that you've beaten throughout the rest of the game, every single boss and sub-boss and just like a bunch of rant, like you might fight as many characters in the last uh, the last level as you do in the rest of the game combined. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. It no. took us forever. And like this game for the like the the charming chaos of it when you <laughs> when you get to the last level it's just like it's one of those experiences where i i don't know that i was watching the screen the whole time i was just yeah. kind of, i was kind of punching and then like every few seconds it was like oh where am i at yeah it, it's just <sighs> you want to get to the end of a game and you want the payoff of like beating it and completing it and this just like cheapened it because it's like, okay, you've already beat all this. We're going to make you beat it again. And it, it definitely got to a point where it was frustrating. And I was like, just like you, like I was just mashing buttons and I was like, okay, is this going to be over soon? Yeah. And it took a lot of the things that were fun about the game and it reduced them to just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it, it just took forever and it wasn't really fun. Yeah. And I imagine if the arcade experience was exactly the same, it would have literally costed probably $15 to beat the last level. Yeah. And, you know, you can tell that that's what it was. And in, in a lot of these arcade games, 
they ramp up the difficulty, especially like with the bosses. Uh, we've talked about that before where they make it impossible to do mm-hmm. damage. And and you can tell that they're like, okay, this is the last level. We're going to soak the player for every last quarter that they have. And thankfully, you know, we're playing it on home console. We have infinite lives. doesn't matter. All that matters is now this is super boring because we're just mashing buttons. Yeah. And with that and the last level uh, and the entire game, there's a lot of actually really cheap boss AI where they can like combo you and take like 75% <laughs> to a, like a hundred percent of your health in like a single like combo and you can't really like break out of it or do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and the flip side of that though, is sometimes you can catch the boss in an unbreakable combo and like, I'll be punching him from the left side. You'll be punching him from the right side and we drain his health like instantly <laughs> and so like there was some moments where we did that but then there was definitely times where it's like okay i've just gone through two continues and i didn't land a single punch because this boss ai is just completely wrecking us right which i think leads into a different point of this the controls the game feel the game play is completely uh it's it's very glidy it's almost yeah. like you're <laughs> skating around the screen it moves around <laughs> super quickly there's not much precision at all uh which is part of why the game is so chaotic is because you're just ice skating everywhere yeah um and you're punching you know seven or 12 guys on the screen at once and like getting hit from every side and explosions and pickups and throwing batarangs and grappling and picking up blocks and blow it's like was it batman returns or batman and robin that had the ice skating it was batman and robin yeah, so Batman and Robin, if it had been Batman and Robin the arcade game, <laughs> then the ice skating uh, feeling would have made a lot more sense. But yeah, just <laughs> okay. like you press down and your guy kind of just glides across the screen. And, you know, there's it wasn't, uh, you're right, it wasn't the best control. But, you know, in the early game, it doesn't really matter because you're, no. just, you're just flying through large crowds of people. So it was fine. But then later yeah. in the game, you definitely start to realize like, okay, I'm having a hard time like actually doing what I want to do. Yeah, um, it's such a weird thing because, like, on the one hand, it would annoy me in most games that I don't have, like, precision control over my character. Yeah. But at the same time, it almost, in some ways, this game was designed around it. Yeah. And so I don't really know what to do with that. (laughs) Well, like, in most of the levels, it's not a big deal because there are so many bad guys on the screen Mm. that wherever you glide to, there's going to be somebody to punch or kick. Yeah. Uh, It it only really bugs you when you're at the later bosses when you're, like, trying to rack up a ton of damage on somebody and it's only, like, one guy on screen that you're trying to hit. And that's where it kind of bugs you. Yeah, for sure. Like, we were trying to fight Two-Face finally after half an hour or whatever of clearing out guys in a room and it's like... Oh, he's at 6% damage. Oh, yeah. he's at 8% damage. It kind of oh, does he's it. he's at 9% damage. It's just like... <laughs> it does it like Super Smash Bros uh, where it tells you as you're doing damage to them, it keeps telling you how much damage they have. And then, you know, once you've done 100% damage, the guy dies. Um, so we fought Two-Face for like six minutes. Yeah, easily. And it was just like, is this... Can we just be done? Like, can, can we be done? <laughs> he's like jumping around the screen. He's hard to pin down. He's killing us. It's just like, I'm so over this because i can't i don't have enough control over my character to like really make like do what i want to do in this fight and so i think that ultimately if it has to fall in the negative column um just because it detracts from the the game yeah in in a lot of ways of just not being able to control your character even though in so many ways the game is designed around it yeah but other than that there's uh 
there's a, there's a bat cave level and the the boss of that bat cave level is a monarch bat just um, a really big 3d bat yeah and that's one of the things i have as a negative as well is like that boss fight is just like okay we're getting super batterings and all of a sudden our projectiles aren't homing anymore and so we were fighting that for a while not really doing any damage and then it's like oh you have to aim these yeah, and oh, the rest and he's of the like game flying around chaotically, so it's not like easy to necessarily figure out right away. And it's like uh, this boss AI is not fun to play against. Yeah, they just change it up a bit. In the rest of the game, whenever you throw a battering, it just automatically homes and not a bad guy. And here mm-hmm. you had to kind of aim it. And since it was a 3D bat, and you know it was really resource intensive, I guess because we kept dropping frames yep. and the game mm-hmm. would slow down. So that, that boss fight wasn't really fun either. But Yeah, that happened in the last level too, a little bit uh, at the beginning specifically. Um, it, the last level is a, a you're in front of like a Riddler chair and it's like this room of spinning question marks and it's like a 3D kind of environment and there was some, some slowdown with that room as well. Yeah, but for the most part it ran pretty good. Yeah, for all the chaos yeah. and things going on in this game, it, it ran pretty well. Uh, for most most of the game but well i think that's everything that i have to say about it yeah i would uh i'd say that that's about all that i have as well so with that said jordan what would what would you pay for the experience that that you just had what would i pay yeah what would you pay um (laughs) (laughs) uh, um okay i'm not a huge batman fan I do not own a PlayStation. I do not own any PlayStation. Uh, so I could not actually play this game. But <laughs> uh, if I had something I could play this on, like if it came up on like the eShop or something. <laughs> if you had to pay me for allowing uh, this experience into your life. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know. Like, It's fun. <laughs> I feel like if you were a Batman fan and you wanted to play something just like crazy that wasn't like too over serious, like this isn't injustice. This isn't like grimdark Batman. If you enjoy like the 90s Batman that's just like kind of goofy and more comic booky, and you wanted to, to play a, a beat-em-up in that world, like, you know, then you're somebody who's going to drop money on that. I'm not a huge Batman fan. I, I like, There's a bunch of other better beat-em-ups out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I'd pay for this game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So you wouldn't pay any money for the experience you just had? Uh, like if you walked into uh, a store and saw this on the shelf, you, you, knowing what it was? No. You <laughs> wouldn't, I you, think I'd be okay with leaving it there. Wow. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of the wrong That's person funny. to That's ask. Funny. I'm kind of the wrong person to ask about this. Like I'm not a collector. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I just could, to just to have this game like at your house to show somebody that came over, you're like, hey, check out this crazy Batman game. Uh, okay, 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 okay. If I popped up on the eShop on my Nintendo Switch, because that's my game console of choice. Right. If this game was like $2, <laughs> I would go for it, maybe. <laughs> like I said, I'm just like the wrong guy to ask. Like, right. What would you pay for this game? So for the experience that we just had, I would pay probably as somebody who enjoys Batman Forever. Yeah. Um, you're a big Batman fan in general. It's it's flaws. Yes. I love Batman in general. Um, you're actually convinced that he has superpowers. If (laughs) it's not relevant. Yes or no. Does Batman have superpowers? I just want to know. Just trying to get into your head. 
Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, he doesn't want to admit superpowers. <laughs> um, without the nostalgia factor, like from it, from like, hey, I wanted this game because I played it when I was younger. Yeah, uh, I would probably, I would probably say ten to fifteen dollars is what, what I would pay for the experience. We really? Yeah. Um, just knowing what this game is and knowing, you know, as somebody. As a collector, yeah, you're a collector. As a Batman fan, you're a Batman fan. Um, I would say, I would say, ten to fifteen is probably about what I think the game is worth. See, like, I feel like I'd even have like, I would have a hard time justifying like, <laughs> like my wife turned on the switch and was like, "What is this Batman game?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I spent two bucks on that." I feel like that'd be a hard, hard justification. Even wow, that's funny. Um, <laughs> We're just coming at it from such different perspectives, right? <laughs> I actually, uh, so the story of how I acquired this game is I, I had wanted it for a while, for a while cause I had played it when I was younger and I yeah. knew that it was like a more obscure game that I didn't really ever see anywhere. And then I actually got it as a gift from a friend who knew that I wanted it a few years back. And I'm, I'm pretty grateful, uh, that he got it for me. It's a complete copy and, and I'm, I'm really glad despite the fact that this game has a lot of, um, a lot of flaws. <laughs> I'm I'm glad it's in my collection. It's quirky. As, as there are a lot of games that I'm like, this isn't great, but I'm glad I have it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely positives to it. Yeah. It's definitely a quirky game. So with all that said, Jordan, yeah. with this $2 Jordan experience that we just had, uh, yeah. what, what do you think uh, the game is trending for on eBay? Yeah, okay. See, I can give you a better answer for this maybe. Okay. All right. So, you know, we got to go through my reasoning here. All right. This is a PlayStation game. Based on, okay, it's Batman, so, you know, there's a lot of built-in fan base there. Yeah. Based on Batman Forever, not the most popular Batman movie. No. But definitely a part of a lot of people's childhood. Right. Um, I I always just feel like games on a disc are worth less because, okay. uh, you know, it's not a cartridge. It's going to get scratched. Um, There's just not as much nostalgia with that era of gaming, I don't think. All right. I'm going to say... This has got to be like a $7 game. $7 game. Yeah. Okay. Um, th- I just checked today. Okay. This game is currently, I think the price tends to vary quite a bit, but this game is currently trending for $112 on eBay. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> $112? Okay. All right. You know... <laughs> Like I struggled with snow, like, <laughs> with Snow Brothers because like that like just the fact that it was that expensive. But like that game, uh, one hundred and twelve. How much was Snow Brothers? It was about two hundred dollars. It was trending for one hundred ninety. Women recorded oh, that episode. Okay, okay. So one hundred and twelve dollars <laughs> for that game. What is it about it that makes it so expensive? Uh, it's obscure. I think. Yeah, so I never heard of it. When I was looking at this game before I got it, and about when I got it, it was about a $32 game. I remember looking at it. So when it was given was to you as a gift, it was a $32 game? Roughly. I think, yeah, it was probably about a $30 Does game. Does the person one. who gave it to you know that it's now worth over $100? I told them recently. And they were like, oh, I should have kept that. And no, they were happy for it. me. Yeah, see, oh, they told um, you they were happy for you, but on the right. inside, they're like, oh, right. I kept this. Um, so that's why I'm glad it was given to me as a gift. And I think I, I think it's been in my collection for about three years now. How did it in um, the last three years triple? I have no idea. I think, like I said, it's it's just one of those things where being a collector for a really long time, 
it was something that I never saw anywhere. And I don't think a lot of people really knew about or talked about because if you mentioned Batman forever, the video game to most people, I don't think that they are even necessarily aware that there was an arcade game. No, I didn't. Uh, most people, I think, think of like the Super Nintendo and Genesis versions that are like the Mortal Kombat kind of. I didn't even know that those games. existed. Um, so I just think it's 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 certainly overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. I just think it's one of those. Uh, I don't even know. I guess Hidden Gem is the best way of describing it that people Hidden are Gem people are finally becoming aware of. Dan, you came up with like one nice thing to say about it. You can't call it a hidden gem. I'm just saying I think that's the the category that it falls under, that it's oh, like okay. a game like, uh, you know, The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo. When I was originally looking at that game, it was like a $20 game. And then it like tripled to quadruple in price um, a few, Maybe people a few just... years later because it was showing up on like, you know, people's favorites like unknown super nintendo games or hidden gem kind of things do you think it's just like a combination of the nostalgia of like old game and just like people really love batman uh i think in this case it's a rarity thing okay um wow i don't know i i honestly don't like i said i remember playing it because my uncle rented it as a kid and i it was always just one of those things that i had never because i mean it's batman forever it's a licensed game most normal people don't really like Batman forever. You know, it's not like the Ninja Turtles 89 arcade game where we got a re-release of that on Xbox live because people still like Ninja Turtles and that game holds up. Yeah. Are Um, there any, like any modern ways to get this game? Is it, is it in, there's like probably not an acclaim or an iguana collection. Right. I think that's the other side of it because it's licensed to Batman forever. Like who's going to, put out a modern version of it anywhere yeah um and so i think that that plays into it is there really uh there aren't re-releases of this game it's pretty much the pc the saturn and the ps1 version and even as i was looking today like when i was looking at this game oh i don't know six to eight months ago maybe i don't know a while ago the pc version you could find it for like ten dollars on ebay and I don't know at what platforms, what version of Windows that'll run on. Like, I don't know if you can play that on a new version of Windows. But now, today, when I was looking at it, the PC version was like $40. Wow. So people are just, so, there's a market for this game. Yeah. People are just aware of it all of a sudden. And I don't know. People are paying a lot more money than I think this game is worth. Yeah. I think even, that. Uh, even with the nostalgia factor. You know, if this game had come in at $7, you know, then it would be like difficult. Like, is it worth it or is it worthless? Yeah. But I feel like at $112, I can, I without a shadow of doubt, I can say this game is worthless. And I agree with you. Um, wow. At $112, I, I think the game is worthless. Like I said, I think, I feel like the experience is, is worth 10 to $15 at most. I'm glad it's in my collection, but at the same time, it's just like, wow. I don't know why this game is so expensive. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm it's I'm blown away. Not worth that. Like I like when we were playing Snow Brothers. Like I had a feeling that there was like something. Out of it. Like <laughs> you were being like really cagey, and like I was like, there's there's gonna be something about this game. But with this one, I like I never ever thought that this was gonna be anything more. Like I was like, damn, why are we like why are we playing this? Like you know, it's yeah. not a movie that people are super fond of. It's not a game I'd ever heard of. 
I should have realized that was the perfect, <laughs> that was the perfect combo of why we were like, I think about like 10, 20 minutes into the game. I like tried to talk you out of it. I was like, are you sure we shouldn't play something different? Ah, <laughs> uh, you got me again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see now, this is the thing. I always, I always have been guessing like embarrassingly low. I'm gonna start guessing on these games. Like <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, this is a this is a three hundred dollar game, and you're like, no, this is a two dollar game. And yeah. then you're gonna get me the other way now. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll get you next time. I'll flip you on your head. I'll pay. I will play like a four dollar game. Well, now I see it coming. Yeah, but you won't because I might switch it again on you. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for uh, Batman Forever Arcade. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Thanks a lot. All right. See you next time. All right. Talk to you guys later. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.